0: The all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Don't change me, don't change me. Welcome back to Sports Day WA. You're with Peter Vlahos here on this Tuesday, all thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year, and, of course, Toolmart, our friends, the Complete Tool Centre. They've been serving WA for over 45 years. Uh, and don't forget, you can join the Red Army this NBL season by becoming a Perth Wildcats member today. They need your support after they're going through a bit of a tough trot at the moment. Of course, their next assignment against the Brisbane Bullets at RAC Arena on Friday night. Joining me to have a bit of a look at where it all sits after the first sort of six games of the season, they're sitting at two and four, are the Wildcats, is a man that knows success uh, at the Wildcats, two-time NBL champion, one of the great leaders of the Perth Wildcats, of course, a captain for many seasons. We're talking about Mike Ellis. Mike, thanks for your time. Pleasure, Peter. Hasn't been the best start to the season for your former club, has it?
1: No, not ideal at all. I think if you had have asked them at the start of the season where they thought they'd be after six games, I reckon they'd be pretty confident in saying they'd be at least four and two, hopefully five and one. So uh, two and four is certainly not where they want to be.
0: Yeah. Why has it gone wrong so early? Just generally, uh, because no doubt you watch every match. Where has it gotten wrong early on for the Wildcats?
1: Yeah, look, I think it's a number of things, Peter. Look, obviously a new team, if you think about it, there's about seven new players in this group, you know, so it's quite a different group to what they've had. So, you know, you can't pull on or draw on last year's synergy or anything like that. So they're they're building this new feel amongst themselves, uh, trying to work out who fits in what spot, you know, and I think right now they've got a couple of square pegs in round holes. They've got to sort that out. Um, so they're not playing together as a group right now. So that's the biggest thing for me. Um, I think, look, with what they've got, the talent they've got, they should, should certainly be better than two and four, no question about that. But I think they've got the ability to get back up to where they need, but there's a lot of work that's got to go ahead of it. And right now, it's at both ends of the floor. It's not just one thing, Peter. It's, it's actually quite a number of things. And there's no
0: point in panicking, because it's still early days, isn't it, Mike? Uh, there's still plenty of time to get it right.
1: Oh, look, it's a long season. You know, you're talking, you know, they've still got plenty of games left. But what they can't do, Peter, is they can't let it slide too much further. They need to really put the brakes on. If they don't put the brakes on shortly, then it will get away from them. And we found that last year, if you look at Melbourne United, they they got off to a very poor start. They didn't really, you know, put the brakes on until halfway through the season. And by that stage, it had just got away from them. So, you know, the the Wildcats are in fear of that. I don't think they're there yet but they certainly need to start getting a couple of wins on the board.
0: We haven't seen it very often, but there was a sense of frustration with their star performer Bryce Cotton on the court early in that loss against the Adelaide 36ers in Adelaide. Uh, he seems like a bit of a frustrated
1: individual at the moment. Do you sense that? Yeah, definitely. And and look, Bryce is just such a phenomenal player that, you know, if you're talking about a scout, so if I'm coaching uh, Adelaide for example, my scout is all right, the first three guys we've got to stop is Bryce Cotton and and that's what they'll do. They'll put all their uh, their energy into stopping Bryce and making other people beat you. Now, right now, no one else in the team is beating him, and that's, that's the problem they've got. They need some other guys to step up and put some scoring on. You know, guys like Usher that, you know, in the first game was phenomenal. Um, he hasn't shown that form again since then, so he needs to find some form. But also, in my view, I think they really need to run a few more sets to get Bryce free because... What will happen is Bryce is such a great player that if he gets the ball and someone else is open because he's being double teamed, he will find that person and he will get them that score. He's not someone that's just going to throw up a shot because he hasn't had a shot for, for a while. He's not that type of player. So I think if they run some plays for Bryce, if nothing else, he'll work as a perfect decoy and it's what they do with the counters. So when that play isn't working... What do they do to cover the next play? So who's the next person open and find those people? And I, I think that's where they're falling down right now. It's those counters and not running anything for Bryce. And when they're not running anything from him, he's not actually drawing more defense and opening other people up.
0: You mentioned Jordan Usher in that uh, little answer uh, just a few moments ago. Where does he fit in the scheme of things, do you think, for the Wildcats?
1: Look, he should be one of their, you know, the second or third scorer in that group. He has that ability. Um, there's two parts to Jordan's game that I think he, he really needs to pick up, right? And the first one is his shot selection. So he is a very good shooter, but I think he takes some a few ill-advised shots at times. So he needs to have better shot selection. And and quite frankly, a lot of times they're not running anything, so the ball ends up, you know, not in Bryce's hands because they're doing such a good job of denying him the ball. So it ends up in Jordan's, and he's got to take uh, a, a not-great a shot down with the shot clock running out. So, you know, if he can get away from that, get some decent shots, that'll help his confidence. You know, for me, get to the basket, get to the rim, get some foul shots. You start to see the ball go through the hole, you feel better. The second part of that is he came out here talking up a lot of noise about how he's going to be the best defensive player in the league. That's what he's going for. Well, he's a long way from that right now, and that's an area where he really needs to pick up. So if you're going to talk the talk, mate, you know, the, you know the saying, you've got to be able to walk the walk. And right now, he's not walking the walk. So I think, but he's not rowing the boat alone there either. To me, the biggest hole for the Wildcats is their defense and their rebounding, and they've really got to fix that. Yeah. What about the, uh, the Frenchman, uh, Alex Sarr? Are they getting the most
0: out of him? After all, he was touted as an NBA prospect.
1: Yeah, he is. But people have got to remember, and this is, this is hard for most people to fathom, Peter, the kid is 18 years old. You know, and, and a lot of people are putting a huge amount of pressure on him as an 18-year-old. And, you know, you think back to when you were 18, and I know for me it was a hell of a long time ago. Mm. Um, you know, to take that sort of pressure is pretty tough, you know. That said, I think he can help them a hell of a lot more than what he's doing. And I think he should be playing a few more minutes And he because he he makes such a difference defensively. He changes the way oppositions play. He doesn't always block the shot, but just his presence in there makes them change their shot, kick the ball out, look for another alternative. So, I think defensively he can be a really big help, and offensively, get him down in the block occasionally, flash into the block, throwing the ball. Mate, he's seven foot one with a seven six wingspan. Who's going to block that shot? Yeah. You know, go in and finish that. So. I think they could utilise him a lot more, for sure. So saying that,
0: uh, as I said, still early days, but John, really, the coach, must be feeling just a little bit
1: of heat. Oh, look, there's no question. Uh, Any coach who's lost, you know, where they are, and of course, don't forget, Peter, the expectations of the Wildcats is probably higher than most teams. So, you know, there's always that pressure in itself without anything else. So John will definitely be feeling the pressure, and... Rightly so and i'm i'm sure he will ad- admit himself he hasn 't got the team playing the way they need to play you know um, he understands that, and he 's got to make some changes to to fix that um, and you know there there is pressure on him, no question about it, but it 's amazing what a couple of wins will do for you you know suddenly you're uh, you're getting bagged left right, and center you get a couple of wins, and all of a sudden you're the best thing since sliced bread so you know it can change quickly, but there's a lot of work between now and getting those couple of wins.
0: And the first one needs to come on Friday night against the Brisbane Bullets, who are undermanned. This needs to be a victory
1: for the Wildcats. Oh, this is this is a must-win, and and it's tough to say you know six six games into the season that it's a must-win, but it is a must-win. It's at home; they can't afford to drop a game at home. Uh, so you know the Red Army needs to get down there and support them, but. It's up to them to really get this win. And, and like you said, an undermanned Brisbane, who are still very, very talented. So the Wildcats can't take them easy. I think they went to Adelaide expecting to just win that game because where Adelaide sit, which was on the bottom. Um, but as you saw from the game, they just didn't show up and didn't play to the level they did. And this league is too tough. doesn't matter whether you're playing the bottom team or the top team. If you don't show up to play, you will lose. It's mm. as simple as that. And if the Cats don't show up on Friday, Peter, they will lose, so they need to come ready to play.
0: And as we let you go, I know the NBA gets underway tomorrow. Brand new season. You're a big NBA watcher, Mike.
1: Yeah, a little bit, not a not a massive amount. I, I do like the NBA, but I I prefer the college style of play because it's more like the NBL. Um, I definitely you know get involved when it comes to playoffs because I think they just lift their game to a whole nother level. And some of the athleticism of these guys and and what they can do on the basketball court is nothing short of spectacular. So um, I tend to watch it a little bit more closer to the playoffs. So the first half of a season is basically them sorting out who's playing in what position and, you know, getting used to what they're doing. So I'll I'll tend to watch it a bit towards the end.
0: Good on you, Mike. Uh, Always great to catch up with you, mate. Thanks for your time. Much appreciated. My pleasure, Peter. Have a good one. Mike Ellis uh, was a great player and he speaks so well, uh, keeping still a very close eye on the Perth Wildcats. And that's his uh, prognosis on where they are at the moment, head of a very important game at RAC Arena on Friday night against the Bullets. And now here on Sports Day WA, let's look at the leg up, which is Australia's fastest-growing tipping service. Tomorrow we're looking at Randwick, at race 6, number 4, Waikiki, will probably start around about the $5.50 mark. She was well-supported first up when badly held up in the straight with plenty to offer. That was a complete excuse run, and she did beat Eagle Nest and Barbecue Road second up last campaign, which is good form for this. Now, based on her last start SP in a forgive run, she looks good odds. So get a leg up on the bookies with Australia's fastest-growing tipping service, Thelegup.com.au Thanks for joining the program today. Thanks for the help from Jimmy and also Paul Heath, Heater, who panelled the program. I'll be back again tomorrow from 5 o'clock, all thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year, and also Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre, serving WA for over 45 years. Have a great uh, Tuesday night. See you tomorrow.